Thanks for tuning in to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. I'm your host, Katie Chesney, and you're listening to Management Decisions, a show where we bring in high-level executives and consultants from a wide collection of businesses to discuss what goes on at the top of the food chain. And today we're looking at culture fit and how to identify if the candidate you are interviewing is a good culture fit for your organization. And joining us today to talk about this is Rochelle Falls, founder and chief strategist at Sun Strategies and the blogger behind the popular HR blog, The Corporate HR Girl. So Rochelle, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Now, I just want to dive into kind of what your experience with culture fit is and why you kind of got interested and involved in this. Sure. You know, as a consultant, I've worked with a variety of organizations and they may have some of the best services or products on the market. But if the organizational culture isn't present, you know, if it doesn't seem to exist beyond that sign on your wall, mm-hmm. meaning if employees don't believe in the culture, don't embody the culture, right. so, you know, there's going to be a mismatch. What you said there about it being kind of the culture being kind of like a sign on the wall and, you know, people buying into it. Could you share with us your definition of what culture fit is? Sure. It's the ability of an employee to work comfortably in an environment that matches his own beliefs and values and then taking that same candidate and determining if they can work within your culture. A perfect example of this would be to, you know, maybe your industry is retail and mm-hmm. we're approaching the holiday season. So it's important to find candidates who are motivated, determined, you know, they're available to work a variety of hours and they can commit to a schedule because, you know, calling off the last minute is going to throw a wrench into how many sales assistants are on the floor and, and so on. So a candidate who is more interested in flexibility, likes desk work, or doesn't like working with people at all, or asks to work from home or needs the holidays off, well, that's someone that's not going to fit your retail culture. So it's important to make sure that you, you know, you're clear about what the candidate um, is looking for and, and what's comfortable for them. And I really enjoy that example that you shared, and I think that'll be good for our listeners as far as envisioning what culture fit should look like. So why is it so important for employers to really consider this when hiring? What are the implications of maybe hiring someone that's not a good fit? There are two points I want to make here. So one, you mentioned earlier, if you're looking to hire the best talent, the best fit for your organization, you really need to make sure they've got the the same values and, and behaviors that your organization will reflect. And so if you take, for example, a crew team, Everyone has to be working together to row or mm-hmm. have to be going in the right direction or that boat's going to go nowhere. And the same applies to organizational culture. So if you hire employees who fit your culture, your teams are going to operate more smoothly and that creates a stronger sense of cultural identity as well as increasing your ability to innovate and enabling your organization to grasp a bigger piece of that market share. And then the second point is your brand. So your brand messaging needs to be clear and consistent. And what I found is that sometimes what's reflected internally, it's not the same as, you know, the word on the street or your online presence. They need to be the same. Really, if you're hiring employees that don't match your values, your culture, and they behave in a way that detracts from your brand image, you're going to cause a disconnect for your prospective candidates, clients, and, and even your consumers. Now, how should a hiring manager structure the hiring process to ensure that the candidates they select will actually be a great culture fit. And like you said, you really have to make sure that their values match your organization's values. But how do you determine that just from an interview? Yeah, you know, that's a really good question. And I think some of it, a big part of that starts at the beginning through the online engagement, the interaction on Twitter, Facebook, social media platforms that you, your company may use to start building that, that candidate pool. 
Mm-hmm. But then, you know, a tip that I like to, to work with my clients on is having an interview day. Okay. And what you could do is schedule a day where a candidate comes in to meet with at least three different managers or teams. And they're meeting, you know, half-hour increments. They're asking consistent questions and taking notes. And then after the interview, talk about common concerns and were there questions from that candidate. And what was the feedback? You know, and often when we have multiple points of view, we can better assess the cultural fit as well. And so you might find one manager maybe way off and maybe they were just having a bad interview day. But maybe the other interviewers might have, you know, similar feedback and say, you know what, we approach the interview in this way or we ask these questions and we have a different feel. And so you're able to sort of balance out the feedback and the review and really come up with a good, solid answer on whether this candidate is the right fit for the organization. So when you're actually in those interviews, what kind of questions should the hiring managers and those individuals that are participating in this interview be asking the candidates to really determine if that's a good fit? These questions need to be more behavioral based. Mm -hmm. And this is where you're going to have the opportunity to really understand this candidate's actions, values, behaviors, what makes them tick, what motivates them, and, and the kind of environment they like to work in. A couple of examples that you might use is Describe the work environment or culture in which, you know, you're most productive and happy. And then trying to find out the relationship style between themselves and a manager. So you could ask, what are the characteristics exhibited by the best boss you've ever had or someone that you wish that you've had? We all dream of the perfect boss. Mm -hmm. Asking those kinds of questions for them to describe things, to get a reaction on environment or job. And again, relationships. Being able to understand that will help give you a better more clear insight into what they're looking for. Now, when you're in that debriefing conversation, if everyone but one person is like, yes, I think this is a candidate for us, does that one person really just kind of put a stamp of no on that candidate? Or how does that really work if just one person has a problem? Well, I think it's important to understand what's stemming from that problem and what's behind it, what's the basis for that. And it's possible that that person works on a completely different team or has a different product that they're working on or has different uh, goals or projects. And so by determining the differences, you might find that's a great match for this team, but not a great match for that team. And that's perfectly fine because we're not all doing the same things. This is also an opportunity for a candidate who maybe has a a varied skill set and could be a match for a couple of different teams within your organization to have that panel interview, not having to bring that person back in over and over and over to meet with different teams, but to meet everyone at once and then get a consensus on the right match. But again, you know, even though you have one organization but several different teams, you're still going to have the same overall culture. Mm-hmm. But when you drill down to those teams, things might be a little bit different. There might be some nuances. And that's where these panel interviews really come into play. Now, when you're doing these interviews, what kind of questions should these um, panel interviewers be asking? I mean, should it really just focus more on the company culture, their expectations, or what does that really look like? To find the best fit for for both skill and cultural, it's good to have a a variety of questions. Mm -hmm. And I think a couple of them are, have them describe the work environment that they're most comfortable in. What's their preference? What are they used to? What are they Mm -hmm. looking for? If they're used to being in an open environment and having the ability to just walk into offices and get help and it's very collaborative and engaging, that's what they want. But however, maybe you're in a cubicle farm and people don't like to be disrupted and you have to have scheduled meetings before you can, you know, talk to your boss or talk to others. And so that's going to be a mismatch and that's the culture. 
So it's important to ask, describe the work environment or culture that they're most happy in. And also, what are the best characteristics of your manager and how did you, what did you like or not like? I think other things when it comes to like behavioral type of questions are what positive aspects of the environment that you've worked in, your current job, asking this happened, what would they do about mm-hmm. that kind of thing, you know, yeah. cause and effect kind of question. I think it really comes down to finding out about the culture that they've worked in, organization, environment, and the relationships that they expect to have, and then kind of going from there. I wanted to switch gears a little bit here and dive into another aspect of this. And we did touch on it a little bit in the beginning, but it seems like branding really plays a big role in this whole process, especially from, you know, the beginning of how your company is sending that message, whether it be through your website, your social media, all the way through how your recruiter and your hiring managers are talking to this person and conveying what the business is about. So how can a company and an employer really ensure that their branding is consistent across the board with all these different variables so that candidates have the right impression of what the company is about? That becomes the disconnect, right? Mm -hmm. When When you're trying to, gosh, people are so busy and you're trying to push out your product and raise investment dollars or drive revenue. And so it can be difficult trying to make sure that what you think your brand is is actually what people see it, how they see it on the street. I always say, you know, it might be this way internally, but word on the street is completely different. Mm-hmm. And people are, candidates are talking to each other. They're searching on Glassdoor to get, you know, the latest interview reviews and so on. And I think in, in small markets like the Washington, D.C. area or the Bay Area in California, where we're all kind of searching for the same talent pool, especially if you're talking about federal technology or, or any kind of technology, mm-hmm. Most of the candidates, they happen to know each other. They're in the same social circles, same professional circles. And so it's important to know that the story that's being talked about at these social gatherings is what you want to hear. And so I kind of refer to it as you've got your, your children's storybook of what it looks like. You know, we've got page after page after page that tells a story with great pictures and it, it gives this great messaging. However, if your social media platforms and your recruiters and the managers, the way that they interview candidates, if it's not all matching up, then there's going to be a disconnect. And I think that when candidates are searching to find out more about about your organization and where they're going to be interviewing and how that might look and how they might feel while they're there, if there's a disconnect or if there's no information, they're going to be highly unlikely to spend time interviewing with your organization. They're going to go somewhere else. They're going to go to your competitors. Mm-hmm. And I find often that I have heard when I've been on these panel interviews, candidates will come in and say, oh my gosh, I heard that this is going to be a really tough interview and I need to be, you know, on my A game and I'm, I'm or I'm you know, really nervous or, you know, I've heard this, I've heard that. And actually, when I'm speaking of a, a particular client, this company is trying to kind, kind of re, readdress, rebrand themselves as more of a, a startup, a technology startup where we're not wearing suit and ties to interviews. We're not under this pressure cooker and causing everyone to be stressed out when they come in. This is a relaxed environment. We want to hear your story. We want to tell you ours. You need to make sure that the brand that you think you have is actually what's being heard and talked about Mm -hmm. and seen outside. Unfortunately, we are running out of time today, but I did want to give you the floor at the end of the show here today to share any final thoughts, tips, or suggestions with our audience about Culture Fit before we kind of close things up. What I'd like to add is that 
a lot of times we're we're so busy working on recruiting and filling requisitions and talking to our managers and really and sourcing. It takes a lot of time. We forget that there's technology available to us that can really strengthen and streamline the work that we're doing and, and really help to tie candidates to the culture mm-hmm. and help bring them closer to the organization's you know, mission and, and vision and, and goals going forward. And so I'd like to say, make sure that you're looking at technology. There are a few companies out there that will partner with you and really educate you on how technology can best fit for your organization and help ease those pain points, the, the pressure points that you feel going through this process. And so take a look at technology, make sure that you get what you're looking for because it can work for you and make things easier. And I think otherwise, after that point, I would just say make sure that whatever you talk about, your, that your story, your messaging is always consistent across the board. And um, if there's a gap, find it, fix it, and try to continue to be that leader in your industry that you're trying to be. And with that final piece of advice, we will wrap up on this episode of Management Decisions. So, Rochelle, thank you for joining us and sharing your experience and insight with us today. We do appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It was, it was a lot of fun. Now, to find more employment-related shows, head over to ljnradio.com. If any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, please send me an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. And once again, I'm your host, Katie Chesney with LJN Radio, and I'll see you next time.